The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're having a great day, even if it's snowing wherever you are when it's supposed to be springtime. I, I do want to send out a special shout to Yoshiko Dart, who is just the greatest civil rights leader. And you know, I think about her, I think about her late husband, Justin, all the time. And Yoshiko, know that we are thinking about you and we are here for you always, always. So I am so excited about the show today because we have two great community leaders right here in Pittsburgh who are so well known for all of the work they do. I would say about them, they pay it forward. They pay it forward. And that would be George Pry, who is the chair of the board of Carlo University and chair-elect Michelle Atkins. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Joyce. Thanks, Joyce. Okay, well, how about if we take a couple of minutes and you can tell our listeners what you do other than all that great stuff you do for Carla, what your other job is, and how about if we start with you, George? Okay, thank you. I am currently the Executive Vice President for Pittsburgh Technical Institute, which is a two-year Middle States accredited Institute, everything from business to nursing, um, et cetera. I had retired two years before that and got bored. That's why I came to PTI. But what I really had done before that, uh, 35 years um, being with the art institutes across the country and various presidential roles. So that's pretty much uh, what I do on the business side. I'm also a school board member for Baldwin Whitehall School District, and I'm in my last year of eight years. So, um, you know, that's the other side of, of, of what I do on a day-to-day basis. Oh, that is awesome. And how about you, Michelle? Well, I've been in nonprofit management for 30-plus years, um, currently running a nonprofit in Braddock, Pennsylvania, which is one of the ninth poorest regions of the uh, United States. Uh, and Heritage uh, has an education program transportation and community engagement. Um, in addition to, and, and I share with George, I was retired and came out of retirement because retirement's really bad. So, so I'm enjoying the job. Um, prior, to, I'm, In addition to that, I also serve on several boards. Uh, Carlo is one of them. Well, I can't imagine either of you ever retired, but thank goodness you didn't retire. <laughs> either one of you, thank goodness you did not. And Carlo University, uh, even before we go on a little bit, uh, maybe, Michelle, you could tell everyone, Carlo, what Carlo is. 
Well, I can tell you that from several perspectives. I am a graduate of Carlo, um, and I, I went as an adult learner. Um, I was raised at a time, uh, I'm very old as I tell everyone, I was raised at a time when good girls got married, had babies, and stayed at home and cooked the dinner. Um, That was not my vision for myself, and one day my husband, who is an extraordinary man, looked at me and said, either quit complaining and go get your degree or shut up. So I I went and looked at several local universities, and at that time it was a college, and discovered that Carlo was a place where I could feel comfortable and could grow and and have what I wanted to do be nurtured. From the standpoint of this show, which is uh, a show that uh, targets people with disabilities, I would like to say that in my senior year, I was hit by a drunk driver and was told that the odds were that I would not walk again. And Carlo moved heaven and earth and several classrooms to ensure that I could finish my degree on time. Um, they, it is an extraordinary institution that values each student and accommodates each student to make sure they succeed. So that's my story about Carlo. You know what, though? That is a great story uh, for everyone listening to the show. First of all, uh, Michelle, you did this, as you said, during a time that really a lot of women were not doing this, and you had this disability. Yeah, yes. Yes, but Carlo made it work. Yeah, and, we'll and anyone who knows where Carlo is knows it's on the side of a hill. You have to be a mountain goat, but they still made it work for me. Wow, that is awesome. Well, how about you then? We'll start, George. How did you first become involved with Carlo and then ultimately become the chair of the board? Uh, well, that's easy. I uh, had a board of trustees at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, and the uh, chair of my board of trustees was Sister Mary Louise Fennell, who was a former president of Carlo. And uh, we had gotten to know each other over the years that I was president there. And uh, one day she asked me if I had any interest of being uh, you know, on a board. And so I didn't know anything until a few months later I got a call from Dr. Hines, our current president at Carlo, asking me if I would consider uh, being on the board. And to put one more thing into perspective for me, I have an affinity uh, to strong Catholic uh, education. I was a Franciscan for seven years, and um, I've always known of the Sisters of Mercy, and it seemed to be a natural fit uh, for me to become involved. Now, how I got to be chair, um, I'm not quite sure. I, I was, uh, I've been uh, on the board now for seven years, and I'm serving out the final three-year term that I'm allowed, so I have two more years to go. And two years ago, obviously, I was nominated by the nomination committee and uh, gladly accepted um, when the nomination committee came to me and then obviously I uh, got the vote of the board uh, to be chair. So it's been it's been interesting. It's been a pleasure, uh, and um, I think you know Carlo is 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 doing well on many fronts. Well, no wonder you're about giving back. If you were a Franciscan for seven years, yes. Um, 
and uh, it's still a great part of my background, and many people ask me if I had to do it all over again, what would I have done, and I would have done exactly what I did. Um, I thought it was a great beginning uh, to really what was an ultimate education career. Yes, and definitely embodied everything that Carlo is about. No, right. no question about that. Well, Michelle, as you mentioned, you are a graduate of Carlo, uh, but what caused you to join the board? Um, they asked me. <laughs> um, for me, um, being on a board is, particularly given my entire career in nonprofit management, is a way of paying back to the community. Um, and Carlo's mission has always been very near and dear to my heart because Carlo, I, right now, the, the position I'm in, I work with many women who live in poverty. And so part of what I'm trying to do is give them a vision for a career path out of poverty. Carlo welcomes students for whom this is the first person in the entire family who's ever gone to college and helps them succeed at that. It's a particularly wonderful place in Pittsburgh region. Wow, it is. And, I mean, I love it. I love Carlo. I think Carlo is just <coughs> fantastic and all about giving back and all about equality. Um, and, and they do have a specific mission. So here they are in Pittsburgh, PA. George, what else can you tell us about Carlo? Well, they're, uh, they're a comprehensive university. Uh, they actually just became a university only a few years ago. Uh, before that, as Michelle had said earlier, they were a college. Uh, they now have a number of master's programs and other doctorate programs. Uh, probably most notably um, is their doctorate of nursing. And uh, they have a great fraud and forensics program. Uh, they are women-centered. Uh, they have around 2,500 students. Uh, approximately 1,500 of those are graduate students with uh, adult, um, about 40% of those. So they're pretty diverse in their undergraduate side. And on the graduate students, they have uh, between 900 and 1,000 students, 87% um, women, uh, 13% men. Um, so they are co-educational, although great, predominantly still women. And... Um, and not as most people think. Uh, while they do have um, uh, a percentage, 28% are Catholic, um, they 11% uh, Protestant, and other faiths is 61%. So, you know, the question I always get at some point is, are, 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 they, are they only Catholic? And they are not. Um, they are a great, diverse institution. Uh, they have wonderful class sizes and everything that I've ever heard from the educational side is exactly what Michelle had just said a few minutes ago. They go all out to support each and every one of their students and, um, and still do. So I think that really, in a nutshell, is uh, what makes Carlo unique and really stands out among education in the Pittsburgh region. And the size? What is the size? Size is about 2,500 students. 2,500. 2,500, with 1,500 undergraduate and roughly 1,000 graduate. Okay, and how about the mission? Do they, what is the mission at Carlo? Um, the, the mission, it's, you know, it's a Catholic women-centered liberal arts institution, um, really centered on the values of the Sisters of Mercy. 
Um, their uh, major part of their mission is diversity, uh, lifelong learning, scholarship, and research. Um, and really what they do is empower every individual to become of their own and to really discover, challenge, and affirm uh, their own values. And you, in a nutshell, you know, that's, that's what they engage to do with each and, every one's, each and every one of the students that go there. Anything you want to add to that, Michelle? No, I think George did a remarkably good job. He should be board chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We advertise this show ahead of time, and we do have a couple questions from users. So the first is from Cindy in Ohio, and the question is, with all the problems and violence that students are facing today at colleges and universities, do you believe that Carlo is a safe haven? Um, I will go first and answer that. I, I think it is for a number of reasons. Number one, as uh, Michelle, it, it sits on a hill. Um, it has its own police force, uh, campus security. Uh, paramount in, their, in what they do is take into account safety, uh, safety in the part of those students that live on campus and safety on the part of those students that come into the campus. Uh, they actually have a fairly small uh, live-in, uh, I think around 500 or 600 students that actually live on campus. So they are primarily a commuting school, if you will. And I know through all of the tragedies that we have talked about over the last couple of years, and un unfortunately there have been a number, um, they, they look at each of those issues and they continue to revisit them and see how can we make Carlo even more safer. And I'll piggyback on that answer. The, um, when University of Pittsburgh was having all the problems with the bomb scares, we, George and I happened to be at um, a, a Carlo event when one of those happened. And what we realized is um, if there is something going on in Oakland, which is the community in which the neighborhood in which Carlo resides, um, if something is going on, Carlo is also made aware of it almost immediately, and then they have a whole emergency alert system for all of the students. So within literally minutes, they can lock the university down or they can communicate with all of the students very effectively. So that is good. And and you are, I would say Carlo is on top of it. See, that's another great thing about Pittsburgh is how close Pittsburgh is and how well we care for each other and communicate. And we'll talk more about that when we come back from break. If you just joined us, we have the chair of the board of Carlo University, George Pry, and the chair-elect, Michelle Atkins, talking about this great university in Pittsburgh. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with George and Michelle. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Hoffman Connection for inspiration, a life of passion and purpose. Hosts Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon will bring you ways to remove the blocks in your life that are holding you back. Along with their guest experts, Raz and Ed will use their experience and expertise to help you learn to get closer to what matters to you most. And by doing so, improve your life and the lives of others. The Hoffman Connection can be heard live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. We're talking to George Pry, chair of the board of Carlo University, and Michelle Atkins, chair-elect. And we are all about community and giving back in Pittsburgh, and I would just say Carlo is a great example of that. Michelle, if you had to tell our listeners across the country what you believe is the strongest attribute of the academics at Carlo University, what would you say? I guess I would say I would repeat what I said earlier. It's the individual attention, a a very small class size, um, students, faculty ratio is very good. We are um, looking at some cutting-edge kinds of uh, academic careers, one of which George talked about, which is fraud and forensics. That particular program is um, online, so people from around the world are enrolled in it. Um, so we're, we're, looking, we're always looking for new ways to ensure that people have access to education. George, anything you want to add to that? No, and I think that the as they look at new and cutting programs, uh, I know they're in the process right now of, of of exploring each of their programs and to really make them as current as they can be, which is important as you especially look at the economic um, uh, ways of the U.S. So, you know, I think <laughs> they are they want to be and are in in in, in many of their programs. Um, you know, at the at the head of the class, and you know, for a small, uh, women-centered uh, university, um, they take that uh, responsibility uh, much to heart. 
So I, I think that really does um, play well with uh, what the mission of the university is. Joyce, I'd be remiss if I didn't add one more piece to this, and that is Carlo um, takes ethics and spreads it across the entire curriculum. So it isn't just a course. It's woven into the entire fabric of learning at Carlo, and that's a particularly important piece as we are paying attention to what's happening in this country and the degree to which some don't pay attention to ethics. The fact that there's a university who really concentrates on that is to be really applauded. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Um, okay, well, here we go. We have Cynthia from Florida, and the question is, what are the requirements from a religious perspective at the university? For example, are you required to attend chapel X amount of times per week? It's my understanding uh, that you are not required. As I said to you before, um, you know, less than a third of the, uh, of the students are Catholic, and uh, yes, religion plays a, a part of anybody who wants to be involved. And uh, and Michelle, I know you're probably more connected to that, but that's the way I understand it. And that is that was my experience of Carlo. Okay, well that's good. Uh, but I also agree that isn't it great to attend a university where there is a strong moral fiber across the board because you know what goes with that? What goes with that is caring and compassion for the students that attend that university. And I know that is so much a part of Carlo University. Well, Michelle, you are soon going to move from Cherry left to chair. So during that time period, while you're in the big box seat, what do you what do you hope to accomplish? <laughs> well, the first thing we're going to accomplish is we will have a new president, um, uh, Dr. Hines, who has been our president for the last five or six years. I'm sorry, I'm not remembering how many Eight years. years. How many? Eight years. Eight. Okay, uh, Dr. Hines has done an extraordinary job of leading us to uh, f- leading us forward. Uh, she has reached the point that she would like to go play with her grandchildren and spend some quality family time, and we're certainly respecting that wish on her part. So we are in an active search for a new president, and um, uh, both George and I are quietly encouraged by the strong level of interest in this position. Once that new president takes, uh, takes her office, that will be concurrent with me taking mine, uh, I would hope that we would be a strong team in trying to address some of the issues that most universities around the country are facing and, again, finding solutions for the particular demographic of student that we serve. And, uh, Michelle, when do you think that may happen, that you have a new uh, president? That well, we have we, a new president. If we stick to the timeline, we should have someone identified and in place by the beginning of the um, the fiscal year, which would be July 1. Okay, that's good. If there should be someone listening across the country who is currently maybe the president of a smaller college or just interested in moving back to Pittsburgh, what should they do if they wanted to send their resume? Uh, the firm that we are using right now is agbsearch.com. And so anybody who was particularly interested in this position, 
uh, so you get on the internet and look up agbsearch.com, and the whole um, candidate process is listed there. But they need to move quickly because it's we're rapidly winding down the search. Okay. Yeah, well, that if you're listening, you heard it right now. One more time, George, what's the name of that firm? AGB Search. Okay. All one word. Uh, American Governors Board is basically what AGB stands for, and uh, uh, a very elite uh, presidential search firm. But as Michelle said, they're winding down. So if you're listening today, you wanting to move back to Pittsburgh or whatever the reason, you better move on that immediately because soon they will be coming down to the final candidates, I'm sure, for the search committee to meet with an interview. And I know I did not tell you this at the beginning, but I am uh, a trustee. I'm on the board of Carlo University, and I can say that it is an honor for me and that every time I go to a board meeting and I see all the people that are on the board and the Sisters of Mercy, you know, I am always so inspired uh, at, at every meeting. And so if you're listening to the show today, I really would tell you that this is a good university to attend but also to contribute to. Because during this time right now in the country, I know you watch the news, you know what's going on, you know of the possible cuts uh, to the academic world and to colleges and universities. The only way we can make a difference in the future is through young people and through people, older adults, that decided to go back and really want to get more involved in this country and making a difference, whether it's from the business perspective, not-for-profit, running for office, whatever it is. We can't do that without funds. So, uh, George and Michelle, if uh, Michelle, you are, like, really good at this, so I'm going to ask you. <laughs> if someone is listening today, and by the way, may I say that Michelle Atkins is a blessing. She doesn't just talk about it. You know how you meet people that just talk about it? She has been so generous to this university that, um, let's just say she has many, many, many jewels in her crown. But, Michelle, if someone is listening and they are interested in making a contribution, what should they do? They can go on to the Carlo website, and uh, it will direct you to how you can donate. Uh, uh, it is a very simple thing to do. You can uh, certainly contribute to the annual fund. We also have a... Um, a situation in which we we are recruiting money for endowments for um, so that we can continue to give scholarships to students. The majority of our students um, are are not uh, require some kind of financial aid, and um, we we are w- more than willing to subsidize some portion of that because it's in alignment with the mercy values, and so we like to. Uh, collect funds to provide scholarships to these first generation of learners and their family. And Joyce, you had mentioned before where our Carla is situated, and that is in today's economic times, you do have the cutbacks from the state. You have more and more uh, regulations that are making it more and more difficult to get loans and that types of resources too. So, you know, this university, just like most other small universities 
struggle. Uh, you also have a high school population that will be declining until at least the year 2016, and probably then some. So it's a competitive market, and we're always looking for those who can help uh, fulfill the mission of Carlo and, and contribute um, uh, in that regard. Uh, and I'm going to go, I'm sorry, go ahead, Michelle. I'm just going to add that if you go on the Carlo website, you will find the main switchboard number. Um, and if you call and ask for Karen Gallantine, she is the, the Vice President of Philanthropy at Carlo, and she'll be happy to talk to anyone about how to make a gift. And I, I want to I make this really clear to all of my listeners. I have a scholarship that I am going to have at Carlo for a student with a disability. Now, I want all of you listening to the show today to know that my goal is that I want to continue to see young leaders in the disability community. So here's a place we're doing it. If you're listening to the show today, I don't care what your contribution is. Of course, we would hope that you're generous, but even if it's a small amount, every single dollar makes a difference. You know you've got to pay it forward. We've got to give back to these young people and help them. And, George, would you mind telling them again about that high school uh, rate that you were talking about? Yes. We, uh, if you look at where uh, the demographics are in, uh, in Pennsylvania, in this region, uh, we are in a decline. We have been in a decline year over year of high school graduates, and that decline is going to continue um, if you look at the demographics, to at least 2016, some even predict it will go to 2018 uh, before it begins to go back um, to more normal balance. And uh, as you know, uh, higher education is extremely competitive, and um, it's, it's just tough to attract students that don't know about you, and uh, especially because of the size of Carlo. Um, it's not sometimes as well known as some of the bigger universities. So, you know, we are always looking uh, to get our name out there and to get uh, resources that can help our students. All right, and that means spread the news, folks. But we're going to go to break, and then we'll be back to talk more about Carlo University with George Pry and Michelle Atkins. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with George and Michelle. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Ever wondered what private investigators really do and how they go about solving cases? Each week, P.I.'s Declassified gives a glimpse into this little-known world. Join your host, Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator, in conversations with detectives and experts in the field. False confessions, forensic evidence, finding missing persons, exposing fraud, exonerating the innocent. All areas that Francie and her guests will cover, and have they got stories to tell. Tune in and call in to the live show Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety. We all face some economic uncertainty in our life. What makes the difference is how we take command of that and survive. Tune in to Strategies for Financial Survival with host Michael Figueroa. Michael has been up and down the road to success several times, and along with his guests, will share the skills of survival. By assessing your strengths and skills and applying them to your future, you can make it through tough times, regardless of your field. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show, and we're talking about Carlo University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a fantastic small university for women and a few good men that can attend. Really, it is open but it has been known as a women's college. It's a Catholic university. But as our chair, George, mentioned, there is no requirement from a religious perspective for you to attend the school. But the thread of uh, the Catholic faith and ethics, as Michelle said, is interwoven through the school. But, hey, that makes it so great. I know when I first got on the board, the first thing I said to Highmark when they uh, told me they were going to nominate me is I said, well, is there going to be a problem because I'm a Protestant? They said, no, that will not be a problem. But I do believe in everything Carlo believes in. And, hey, if you're listening and you wanted to make a call to Carlo, the number is 412 412- Five seven eight six thousand. That's four one two five seven eight six thousand. If you have friends with children and they don't know about Carlo, I want you to tell them. I want everyone listening to the show to tell someone about Carlo University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A great great university, uh, but we've got to tell people or they won't know about it. So, George and Michelle. There are people listening to this show. And remember, folks, all you have to do is go to BenderConsult.com. Tomorrow or the next day, the show will be downloaded, or you can go to iTunes and download this show. So you can listen to it. If you know someone that should listen to it, you can then get it to them. 
but please tell everyone about Carlo. So, George, what, what do you believe are some of the most important and attractive reasons for young people or adults to attend Carlo University? And I said to you before, Joyce, I think uh, if you want a university that really caters to you as, as a person in small class sizes, uh, and as you look at the programs when you get on to Carlo University's website, and if one of those programs are what you want to do, Carlo's the place for you to do it. Um, it's, it's, it's primary purpose is to, is to get you to succeed, and they will do everything in their power to make that happen. And I think that's their biggest attribute. How about you, Michelle? Well, and, and I would piggy on, piggyback on that in that um, women traditionally have had um, certain areas where it has been difficult for them to succeed. Um, all of the STEM, science, technology um, programs have traditionally been very competitive and very male-dominated. At Carlo, if you have an interest in any of those areas, um, Carlo has figured out a way to teach women in a way that women can really understand it and, and succeed in it. Um, we have a brand-new state-of-the-art uh, science uh, building um, the, we have a, a state-of-the-art chemistry lab, state-of-the-art biology labs. All of these are, are calculated to help people succeed in areas where we are hearing nationwide there's a dearth of people who, uh, who can qualify for the jobs. I heard yesterday that there's a, a engineering field, I'm going to forget which one it is, where the company is considering sh kind of shutting down or slowing its manufacturing process because they can't get it. It's petroleum engineers. They can't get enough petroleum engineers in the doors. Carlo can help with that if, if the people who are applying want to give it a try. You know, I can't believe you brought this up, Michelle, because one of my customers at Bender Consulting Services, and all of my listeners know I'm living with epilepsy. Um, I have a company that focuses on the employment of people with disabilities. One of my customers that I'm so proud of is the National Security Agency. The National Security Agency that protects our country from terrorism is been, has been working with my company seven years, hiring people with disabilities into linguistics, uh, computer engineering, all these fields. They are going across the country to different high schools to encourage young men and women to go into these fields because of what you just said, Michelle. So, you know... Here again, here you have a chance. I mean, you know, th this is why, for example, if you're a young person with a disability, I'm telling you, if you go into any of those STEM areas, you will get a job. You will. And, and so here's a university that's trying to help do that, um, and Michelle's right on that Microsoft, all of these companies, they're having such a hard time and will continue to unless we do something with our education. George, what do you think about that? I think that's uh, a phenomenal, and I think as you look at where, uh, where education is and where, where you're at, Joyce, um, you know, what more can be said? 
Well, as Michelle mentioned, it's impacting companies. It's impacting federal agencies. Right. I mean, this is so important. This is, and by the way, if you're in high school, don't stop. Don't no, you stop. You have to keep going. Don't stop. You know, I'm telling you, no matter what anyone tells you, no matter what any of your friends tell you, don't stop. Keep going. Don't stop. Okay, here we go. We have a question from, oh, my goodness, from Texas, from Larry. And here it is. Um, listening to the show, my question is, do either of you go speak about Carlo or how does Carlo advertise? Let me start with that. By uh, We have uh, a, a marketing director that does try to get out onto the website and will promote whether it be through advertisement, brochures, and the traditional collegiate-type marketing efforts. But I think even more at the base of that, uh, when you look at where the faculty are and the staff at Carlo and even where all the board are, uh, I don't think anyone there is shy about getting up and speaking up for Carlo. And we are involved, you know, we have a board of 29 people who were involved in all variety levels and slices of life here in Pittsburgh and and around. And uh, the university, uh, the faculty are involved in so many different types of community outreach that I think a lot of what comes to Carlo is through reputation. And you can't replace reputation with marketing dollars or anything else. And yes, we have to be, uh, we have to go for more and look at that, but I think that's really been the basis of a lot of the marketing efforts that Carlo has had. And Larry, I, the way I would answer that is, um, that Joyce asked earlier, what would I hope to accomplish in my tenure as president? Um, I'm sorry, as chair. We, we have a president. Um, the, Carlo has always viewed itself as a Pittsburgh-based university catering to people in the immediate region. The conversation that the board has been having over the course of the last couple of years is how do we expand the reach of Carlo beyond just the immediate Pittsburgh regional area? We would like to, um, because of the fraud and forensics work that we've been doing with that, with that major, and the fact that we're getting students from all over the world, we'd like to expand that concept into other areas of, of expertise. And uh, we are tasking the uh, staff with starting to look at ways to do just that. So it's a cutting-edge question for us, one we hope to address very diligently in the future. Yeah, and I, here's what I think. I think we are just a gem. I, I do. It's just... Not enough people know about us, but we are a gem. And so just as Michelle said, we just have to get known more across the country so we can have that national reach. And, you know, maybe we should start working with some of the federal agencies because of this great forensics and fraud program we have at Carlo. But we'll talk about this a little more when we come back to close the show with Michelle Atkins and George Pry, chairs, soon-to-be chairs at Carlo Universities. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. I'll be right back.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Racism. Healing. Oneness of humankind. It is time to join millions of people all over the world who openly talk about racial healing. Some of us are not sure how to tread when discussing race and culture. Until now. Tune in to A Safe Place to Talk About Race with host Sharon E. Davis. Engage with experts and notables. Have a question but are not sure how to ask it? Test it out with our show. It's a safe harbor to explore views and situations that we face every day. A Safe Place to Talk About Race airs live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to George Pry, chair of the board of Carlo University in Pittsburgh, and Michelle Atkins, chair elect of the chair of the uh, board of Carlo University. And we've been talking about this great school. So, Michelle, you sort of alluded to this, but when you become chair, what are you wanting to see happen? Well, in, in addition to partnering with the new um, president to take the uh, institution where it, it needs to go in, in its national next step, I would really love to see a couple of things happen. I would like to see a far more robust um, annual campaign to build that scholarship fund um, for, for more students. I'd like to see us do an aggressive branding and marketing campaign to get the word out beyond the, the immediate region in which we reside to a, a larger audience. Um, the, the Carlo was founded uh, on, by the Sisters of Mercy, who have a, an amazing um, value system that says you have to give back. The more people that we can teach that value system too, the better this world is going to be because, if again, if we're paying attention to what's going on in this country right now and, and around the world, there isn't, there's a, a strong need for people to remember ethical sense and doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason. And Carlo teaches that every day. It lives its own mission and so to get that word out is what I'd like to accomplish. I'd, and I'd like to uh, st- stand on the shoulders of George. He's brought us a great way forward, and we'll just keep going. Yes, we will. And just so you know, I mentioned to you I'm on the board. These two are the real deal. They, 
they have done so much. George has done so much. Um, and you know what I'd say about them is that they take this seriously. You know what I mean? They're really passionate about Carlo. It's not just, oh, I'm on a board. And, boy, that makes a difference because, you know, when you're the chair of the board of Carlo, you are running Carlo. You're the top of the top. You're who the president reports to. So it is really an honor and a great responsibility. And I think you've done a great job, George, and I know Michelle will do a great job. And speaking of that, um, I talked earlier about the two of you. And just so you know, uh, in your community involvement, this next question, I have asked every guest that's ever been on the show over the past decade, And guess what? They all tell me it's the hardest, which I don't know why. But both of you, you've both accomplished so much in your life that you retired and then you came back because you don't (laughs) want to be retired. Thank goodness you came back. Um, But we'll start with you, George. What what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, 35 years in education uh, is the, uh, the preface of this. But I guess my greatest, and I've been involved totally in, Various uh, accreditation commissions and and, and uh, state licensing and those types of boards, but you know when you look back at the greatest accomplishment, it really is taking an institution from one level to the next. And my most recent was at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, which was a two-year technical college, and taking them up through a brand new campus, new dorms to a four-year. Uh, diverse uh, uh, campus and went from roughly 2,500 students to about 9,000 when you counted online students in a period of the 11 years that I was president there. So um, that's probably my most recent, probably something I'm the most proud of in in the recent years. But I've been extremely lucky. Um, I've loved education and I've loved being at the center of all that. So it's tough to pick out you know, what I would consider the most significant accomplishment. Well, that is a great accomplishment. Uh, How about you, Michelle? What would you say? Well, you're right. It's a hard question. Um, When I started my career, I started in social service, not-for-profit. And what I learned very quickly is most social service nonprofits were run like somebody's club. Mm. We all got along very well together. We all tried to do really good work, but it was a series of what I call one-off decisions. You made a decision in a vacuum, and there weren't really good, sound business practices put in place because the ultimate goal was to do good work and... and um, and, and to feel good about it. What I brought to the table is, yes, that's all important, and yes, we need to do that, but we also need to grow. If we believe in the mission, we have to grow the the organization aggressively to ensure that as much mission as possible can be delivered. There's an old adage, mission without margin doesn't take you any place. So trying to build nonprofits that run in a, in a way that is authentic, that is bottom-line oriented, that is in alliance with all the increasing numbers of regulations that are imposed upon us. Um, the, the nonprofits that I've worked with have all been um, 
squeaky clean and have come out of uh, bad situations into good ones and have delivered a lot of mission to a lot of people who need it. So I, I guess that's what I would consider the, the greatest accomplishment. Well, both great accomplishments, although I know you've both done so much, I don't know how you could even think of them since there are so many. Um, but I wanted to ask both of you a last question. If you had to leave a message for all of our listeners today, what would it be? George, how about you? Um, I would say, you know, first of all, look at what you want to become. Look at the partner. And to me, a college, a university is a partner. And find a university that really um, uh, enables you to become what you can become. And I think Carlo is one of those gems uh, that will pay attention to you and that will take you to that next level. And that's the... You know, that's what I think I want to leave with everyone. And how about you? What would you say, Michelle? I would say that for anyone out there who is either um, in high school or has graduated from high school um, and is now not quite sure what to do with their life, I was the most afraid student on the planet. I, I just knew I couldn't succeed. I was the first person in my family to go to school, uh, to, to college. Um, don't be afraid. Seize the day and go make it happen for yourself. Because And find a university like Carlo, or pick Carlo, that's even better, uh, where you know that somebody will make sure that you do succeed. And I want to personally thank both of you for the incredible amount of time you're giving Carlo University and for being our guest today. Thank you, Joyce. And same here. My pleasure. And remember, Carlo University, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, tell everyone about it. We, win, we end every show with a quote from someone that we believe was a game changer in the world today. So here is our quote for today. It's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving, said Mother Teresa. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.